evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Hoopers podcast. I'm your host, the president of the Hoopers, the headband warrior, Ben Roberts. My guest today, a lady who goes by many names, K-Lort. K-Law? Yeah. Uh, K-Hall? Absolutely not. K... Just K, probably? K-Dog. K-Dog. K-Lo. No one calls you K-Lo. Yeah. I haven't heard that before. Like J-Lo, but K-Lo. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) Uh, End of the Wine as well? Yeah, that's my Instagram, at End of the Wine. Uh, it's Katie. Oh, I suppose Katie is a nickname as well. Yeah, technically I'm Catherine. Katie Catherine Louise Lawton. Uh, always been Katie? Or yeah. did they call you Catherine for a while? No, even when I came out of the womb, I was straight to the Katie. Yeah, you don't see many babies called Catherine. No, and I, I think my parents wanted to call me Katie, but they wanted to give me a longer name just so that if I wanted to play with it, I could. So I could be Kate, Kath. Well, you can't really put Katie on the birth certificate, can you? Because Katie is a yeah, nick- you can. But it is a nickname, isn't it? Yeah, a shortened name. Oh, yeah. So some some Katies are going around saying, "No, it's actually just Katie." Yeah. Not short for Catherine. Yeah. All right. It must be a London thing. You also get the Katies with a Y. Where? Whole different breed. A what? Really... A, a Y? No, I mean, where is the Y? Katie Y. You must have seen oh, that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, that must be American, is it? I've no idea, but it's not the way to spell it. No, it's not traditional English, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, it's Kate, did I already say your name? Yeah. Katie Louise, oh yeah, yeah, Katie Louise Lawton. Uh, this end of the wine thing you've got, this Instagram handle, is that, um, is that a play on words with end of the line? Yes, the song. Or just the phrase, end of the line? Um, yeah, so for me it's... The song by the Honeys. How does that song go? End of the line. Give us a little. You're the singer. Just give us a little. Why don't you do that little interlude where you play some of the song? I've seen you do that before in your podcast. Okay, so you can look for it, and I'll explain it. So the Honeys, um, famous girl group from the '90s, early 2000s, and they've got a song, "End of the Line," and I wanted a wine pun for the name of my. And this is what your this is what your wine Instagram is based on, is it? Yeah. Let's see. Little things you used to do, they're no longer part of you. Seems you left them all behind. Well, I can't believe what I'm going through. This thing it just ain't right. Your selfish ways, how you carry on. Some things you just can't hide. It sounded lovely, but I've never heard it. Yeah, and I also liked End of the Wine, kind of as if you've, you know, finished the bottle. Ah, okay, I see. Yeah. <laughs> end of the Line is like a, something you say about a train, right? Yeah, I guess so. You've reached the end of the line. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I guess in their context, it's the end of the relationship. 
Do you know the song uh, Zoom by Fat Larry's band? No. Because the, the tune that they were singing there was exactly the same as oh, really? Zoom by Fat Larry's band. Is that an old or a newer song? Yeah, Zoom must be 70s. Okay. So I feel like it. lots of those girl groups in the 90s were taking a tune. Most likely. Kind of re revamping it. I don't think the sugar babes were really writing out those melodies. <laughs> Love uh, the sugar babes. Yeah, you are quite a 90s pop kind of gal, aren't you? Definitely. That's the kind of thing that would have appeared on like, Now 5. Oh, definitely. Loved, when did Now start? Loved the Now CDs. I had a couple because obviously I've got two older sisters, so I was... Yeah, got to be done. My, my sister's favourites were um, Aaron Carter... Do you remember him? Was he in the Backstreet Boys? It's his brother. Oh, the brother. Nick Carter was in the Backstreet Boys. I don't remember any of his songs. Surfing USA? Well, Beach Boys. He did his, he did his own. <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea. I get, that's the only song I remember him coming out with. Apparently, Now That's What I Call Music 5 was released in 1995. Wow. wow, now it's been going forever. So is that one a year and they started in the 80s? Is it one a year? Yeah, I guess it would be. Although they now do like Christmas and summer. They do loads of versions, don't they? I, d- I haven't been buying the newest ones, to be <laughs> honest. Either. No. No, but that's good. Is it? It's very on-brand for you to have a big girl group, girl yeah. group-centric. I mean, it's quite a... You know, it's not a song everyone's going to know. So I don't think many people will see my tag and go, oh, the no, honey song. No, and I clearly didn't. No, but even people who might know the song probably wouldn't necessarily think that. Have we said that this is, a, this is a wine Instagram? I don't think so. This is a wine Instagram. <laughs> it's like an Instagram for wine. Nerds. Yeah, Enthe- Kate, enthusiasts. Katie is a wine influencer. Oh, that's, that's a big... You're out there pushing the needle in the wine world. Yeah, influence is really pushing it. I've got 1,400 followers, so I'm not making waves. That's probably more than us. In terms of what my content is, then yeah, I guess it is kind of saying, oh, this is a great wine, you should try it. You're very good at uh, marketing yourself on Instagram. You do all the stuff that I can't be bothered to do for the (laughs) podcast. Like, well, I am in marketing, so yeah. if you want me to market your podcast... You clearly came into the game and you knew what you were doing. You're tagging people, you're doing this like, oh, it's Drink Wine Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess some of my career has involved social media being in marketing. So yes, I am aware of some of it. But That's a great skill. Some, Thank you. Some of it is also just... Um, Picking it up as you go along, noticing what other people are doing. Like if you follow people who do have bigger followings, you can see what they're doing. Yeah, that's true. But I don't have, I don't have it because I want loads of followers or I want to be a wine influencer. I just have it as like a passion project for me. I enjoy Mm. studying about wine and drinking wine and I didn't want to bore people on my personal page with wine content. I see. So that's why I made another page. And then it also means I can interact with a community who also just wants to talk about wine. And you have, do you have some like wine friends? Yeah. So, um, you don't have to shout any of them out, but just, (laughs) I'm interested to hear how that dynamic works. Yeah. It's really interesting because I started the page in 
July in the mm-hmm. lockdown one. So July 2020. And um, I've now got a group of friends on there who I've never met in person, but we do. I set up a, um, a weekly wine club called Virtual Vino, which is was essentially to support people through these lockdowns and talk about wine and we have a different theme every week. But I, I set that up with um, my friend Harriet, who I met on Instagram. And there's about 15 to 20 of us a week who do it. And yeah, I'd call them friends now and I've never even met any of them. But it was nice to That's interesting, create a community it? and lockdown, support people, which is nice. Is it, do you think that's like a, a, the way we're heading because of lockdown? Of like, we're going to start just making friends on Google or whatever the kids are using. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's actually quite an old school thought. I think a lot of people do meet communities online, but I think you have to have something as an entry point. So you have to have something you want to talk about or you're obsessed with. Yeah, you have to have a connected tissue. Yeah, yeah like I'm sure... I don't know, like gaming. They're a huge gaming communities, aren't they? Yeah, people want to gotta, talk about. Uh, yeah, I want to say Steph has. He was telling me the other day that he has friends that are like gaming friends. Yeah, yeah, and it's something that you don't want to bore your friends with, but it's something you want to talk to people about, whatever that theme is, whatever that thing is. Like, our, one of our mutual friends, Amina, has a bookstagram because she loves mm-hmm. talking about books, and yeah. so she's created that platform for her to talk about that and she's made friends as well so. and some the other day you you two collabed and did like a book wine instagram we did. it was so what nice. is, what is that so um because both of us have these instagrams where we're talking about a subject we're interested in we both thought it'd be nice to collaborate with each other we went to school together and we've got obviously lots of mutual friends and wine and reading go really well together i guess so yeah yeah so um we decided to do hop onto the Valentine's Day theme. Mm. And I chose a wine for everyone to... Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Happy Valentine's Day, then. Um, I chose a wine for everyone to buy and drink, and Amna chose a book for us to discuss. What was the book? Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton. Love, eh? Yeah. Is it the one that says everything I know about, and then it's got a bunch of words crossed out? Exactly, yeah. She's now... The Agony Aunt for the Times. Dolly. Oh, okay. Dolly, yeah. Um, she used to write the scripts for all the storylines for Made in Chelsea. <laughs> and now she's a, she's a famous author. Which means storylines. She's explained it on her podcast, but es- essentially, so apparently she would watch the show and write a blog about the episodes and they loved the way that she wrote about the episodes so much that they asked her to actually start curating them. So with reality TV like that, they call it, What's the name of it? It's like scripted. Re- it, no, it's not that. But anyway, essentially they... Scripted reality. They, so they, they don't script it, but they orchestrate the scenes. So they go, right, you're going to this pub hmm. and you're going to have a conversation with this person. But then they've also made someone else go to that pub, maybe like the ex. So they 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 plot these scenes and they want people to like argue and cause drama. So they have... But the actual conversations they have, I don't think are scripted. Still ruins it a little bit for me. Yeah. That they're not just bumping into their ex every day on the street. (laughs) Conveniently. Made in Chelsea's great. At least it was like the 10 years ago that I watched it. It was great. Yeah, I I watched it back in the day when it first started, but now I wouldn't know anyone. I feel like occasionally over the years I've gone, oh, I'll put Made in Chelsea on. You know, that's a good show. And then I put it on and I don't know anyone. So so then I'm like, come on. And I think as well they've done all the 
storylines. Yeah, it's, it's like a bit, bit repetitive now. They've done. They've got like three storylines. I'm posh. I'm sad. I'm heartbroken. <laughs> I guess the two and three kind of go together. Yeah, and there's lots of. I mean, it's all relationship scandals, isn't it? And then friendship breakups because of a partner or scandals. yeah, a bit of jealousy or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, love. It. I do. I am a bit of a reality TV. Which ones are you whore. watching? At the moment, I'm watching um, Married at First Sight Australia. Oh yeah. I'm watching. I keep putting that on, but then not paying attention, so then I I don't get in. A lot. I like put it on, and then I'm like, oh, I'll do the dishes. Yeah. And then I'm. Yeah, it's one of those ones you need to kind of invest, and then once you're in, you're in. Mm. I'm also watching Celebs Go Dating the Mansion. It's quite it's weak. It's weak of the of the the reality TV programs, but I like anything dating related, really, just because I like the psychology. Do you watch? Me and Steph have been watching uh, Naked Attraction. I've caught a, couple, a few episodes. Yeah, I, f- I feel a bit s- s- like sordid watching. Yeah, it. yeah, it is a bit like you shouldn't be watching. Yeah. <laughs> And you've got to you've got to wonder about the people's mental states. Yes, essentially, yeah. Someone was saying to me, who's a guy, that they always put men first because it's a show for women, and that they always show naked men first, and then guys watch it hoping that a woman will come up. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> so they all start with. Well, I don't think I've ever seen a woman at a, a female lineup. Really? I think it's only ever been women cho- a woman choosing between six men that I've seen. <laughs> I thought there was a, ma- a man choosing six women before. And then and w- when he popped up on screen, I was like, oh, wow, this, this is going to be different. And it turned out it was a trans man. Oh. So it was like, a, that, and all the women, they had like a mix of men and women and yeah, yeah, yeah. lots of different things. So, you, so you haven't seen the one with the guy who's a virgin? No, don't that, think that's so. That's a good one. He loses his mind when he sees six naked women. Is it six or five? Six. six. Not sure. But yeah, that's entertaining. But it's 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 interesting watching a show like that because you don't really see a mix of naked bodies. Is it looking at your the same gender as you mm. is quite interesting if you see what I mean. Yeah, because I've always said, and I'll cut this out because this isn't family appropriate at all. <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's interesting seeing six females naked and going, okay, I can relate to some of those. I can't relate to others. I can't relate to anyone who would get naked on a TV show. Well, I definitely can relate to that, no. no. Do you watch First Dates? That's yes. a more family-friendly. Love First Dates. Yeah, me and Steph watch that every week. Yeah, I like that there's a food and drink element as well. Love, you know, Merlin, the drinks he makes. Um, Fred is a good front man. And they seem to match people up quite well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I guess it's interesting getting everyone's backstory and how they come at dating and why, you know, yeah. why they struggle with it or why they... Why I they... see more successful dates on that show than unsuccessful, I'd say. Yeah, although what's successful? Because that you they usually only tell you about the next date. If it goes to the next date, I'll call that successful. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah, I guess there are quite a lot of next dates. I think there's been a couple of marriages... From first dates, did I? Hmm. I'll have to Google that. Would you go on the show? As a reality show, it's probably one of the best ones to go on because yeah. I don't think it's too embarrassing. And I don't feel like 
I don't really like look at Twitter afterwards, but it feels like the kind of show where the fans wouldn't be getting on you, but they wouldn't be like, mm. Katie out, don't <laughs> put her on another date. You know, like, yeah. people would kind of, they don't edit anyone badly, really. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think the, the audience is always kind of rooting for the people on the show. And I can't really say I would ever recognize someone who's been on first dates. So it's not something that would, you know, get you in the papers. It's just mm. me anonymous again afterwards. So yeah, maybe I would. Would you? Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe I would. Do you like the idea of someone setting up a date for you? Like someone choosing someone for you? I don't know because I, I think maybe because then at least you've got something. You're going in there with some kind of hope. I feel yeah. like I go into dates with not much Mm. I'm usually thinking, this is probably not going to work out, but, mm. you know, we both swiped, and so... <laughs> is that because you've just not had much success or because you'd rather have low expectations and then be ha happily surprised, or...? No, I think it's because it takes me a while to warm up to someone or to to kind, to to trust someone, I guess. I think if if I had my friend who would have set me up in this scenario as a frame of reference of like, oh, this is Dudda's friend, and they, so you kind of know a little bit, and you like, you can kind of picture them in a life. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this person goes for drinks with Katie, and I know what Katie's like. I know what Katie's like to have a drink with. <laughs> it, it kind of helps because uh, it's not like a trust thing as much as like. Oh, they're going to cheat on me or anything like mm. that. It's more that I, I, I have to feel like I can recognize their world. Yeah. That, I don't, okay. Some context. I'm surprised that you know what I mean. I didn't think I was making any sense there. Yeah, some context of their background or, yeah, how they, how they roll. I struggle to go into dates and just be like, oh, you seem nice and just, yeah, cool. <laughs> What, you're always Never suspicious? Do. Yeah, I'm always like, what? Mm. What's the secret? I feel like most of the dates I've had, pretty much all the dates I've had, I'd say was successful, like more, you know, on the balance of like a 50-50 split, you'd call it a good date. Yeah. But I never, I very rarely leave the date thinking, like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see her again. Yeah. I'm usually like, okay, got that date out of the way. Yeah. And then... In a couple of days, they'll text like, hey, do you want to go out again? And then the anxiety builds up again. <laughs> oh, God, another date. How okay. long do you usually talk to someone on Hinge, for example, other relationship before going apps on the are date. available um, before going on the date? Maybe it's been a while, so I can't really remember. Maybe a week and a half? Yeah. I'd say probably a week before setting up the date. Yeah. Before saying, like, we should go for a drink, and what about... On the weekend. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be against talking to them for, for ages more if the conversation was flowing that way. I feel like a lot of the time I suggest a date just because I, I can see the conversation petering out. Mm. What are your thoughts on having a date earlier and actually not doing the chat and just going, should we just meet up and see if we fancy each other? I feel, I feel like the last date I went on, I think... I did that because I saw that she lived just down the road. So I was mm. like, hey, you live just down the road. Like, what's the point texting? Yeah, I love that. And that was that turned into a really success. I, I was seeing her for a couple of months. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that kind of worked. Yeah. But I'm not sure if it worked because of that or just... No, yeah. It's hard to chance, tell, isn't it? Complete yeah. chance. 
because I, I have had so many times where I've started talking to someone and then we've we've not secured a date early enough and the chat's fizzled out. And I feel if I've not secured a date or one, one of us hasn't secured a date early enough, we just run out of conversation because there's mm. only so much can't, you can kind of update on day to day. Yeah, I definitely, definitely had it a lot in 2020 where no one was really doing anything. So there's not a lot to talk about. Mm. But also people are quite apprehensive about meeting up. So there's also that toss up of, are we just going to be pen pals in a pandemic? But yeah, sorry. Um, I find the chat can peter out quite easily if you don't meet up because you kind of need to take it to the next level of like, okay, now yeah. we realize we've got to get on. And it's just on these apps a lot of the time, I can't I just can't think of what to say. I'm like, oh, this person seems nice, but there's nothing here for me to latch onto. Yeah. So it helps just to organize a date so that when you can't think of anything to say, just be like, ha ha ha, where are we meeting on Saturday again? <laughs> <laughs> love that <laughs> just give because I feel like people generally do want to connect but they're yeah. just looking for connecting points 100% and the conversation peters out when, when they can't find anymore when you're you know swiping through the apps mm. do you are you someone okay I'm going to use Hinge because that's the only one I actually know what it does anymore but do you just send out a like or do you always have to send out a comment or do you like, what's your first... I try and send out a comment. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like if I just like the photo, they'll, you know, at best, they'll just accept the like. And then you and then, start And then there's nothing to... One. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. I used to just be a bit of a photo liker, whereas... I'm a bit shy, eh? You're I, waiting for them to say something. I think it was just a bit lazy, actually, and a bit kind of apathetic, a bit, oh, yeah, I'll send a like, see what happens if mm-hmm. they... Whereas now I think I take longer to decide whether I really want to engage with that person, not purely based on looks. And if I and I have to be able to come up with something to say, if I can't think of what to say on someone's page, then I usually think that's a sign of don't bother. Yeah, I guess. But then just some people's profiles are just worse than others. Yeah, that's true. Some people just haven't thought they just need like a male friend or something to say, look, there's nothing for me to latch onto here. So, Do you know the yeah. most answered or the most common answer on on males, men's hinges? Men's hinges. <laughs> Why have I just suddenly forgotten how to speak? That's okay. On, um, on men's hinges. Yeah. I, I really wouldn't know. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen another man's hinge profile. What is it? I am overly competitive about, about everything. Everything. It's the same for women, though. That really surprises Women have me. that on every profile. Yeah, I'd say it's like, 50% of men have it. Yeah. And sometimes it'll be followed by like, the monkey emoji with the eyes over there. <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah. <laughs> so many dog pictures as well. Yeah, that's a that's a common one. I'll like you if you have a dog or something like that. Uh, oh, um, play, it, the prompt will be places I want to go traveling this year. And it'll be like three places. And I'll be like, well, what, what do you want me to do with that? <laughs> Well, well done for, make, quite a for making of, a list of places you want to go I guess. there's quite a lot of lockdown and pandemic banter this year I really, really want to leave my living room or something mm. go somewhere other than my living room yeah which is you know I'm not going to mark anyone down for that <laughs> but creative it's just it's hard to say what you're looking for you're looking for someone to say something that you you know kind of shock you a little bit be able to like oh that's different mm. I actually think it's very hard to create your hinge profile because in a way I the the profiles I like the most are where someone's kind of 
using a bit of the humor and it's creative but that doesn't necessarily if you're if you're seriously dating for like a relationship that doesn't necessarily give many pointers as to who you are as a person or what you're into yeah so yeah it's, it's quite hard to get the balance and balance of pictures where you showing who you are as a person but also ones where you think you look your best it's tough yeah balancing personality with cleavage Yeah. Do you think you've got your your photos right? Mm, probably not. I think this year. Well, I don't know about you because you take lots of photos. Uh right. But the all my photos are now like two years old. Yeah. Because that is an issue. I don't take photos of myself, and I haven't been out. This is the problem: is that you don't want your profile to be full of selfies, but you do also want to have a recent picture. Mm. I mean, I would suggest maybe self timer. So get a picture of you, you know, looking suave on your sofa with a drink. Someone could have taken it, but just set that bad boy camera up on your bookcase. I'd say about half of the photos on my profile are curated natural moments. That's nice. Like where where I knew, no, I mean, they're not natural moments, but I've tried to to make them look like they are. Well, yeah, that's that's the secret, isn't it? That's the key. Yeah, Yeah, I had to... um, that my top picture at the moment, as in the first picture you see, is me in January because I feel like I've got a bit of lockdown. Well, last month. Yeah, I've got a bit of lockdown fluff and I don't want to show me when I was in a bikini two years ago looking in right. shape. So, right. yeah, I feel like I wanted to keep it accurate. But then at the bottom, I've got one where I was in better shape. So it's like, well, I can look like that sometimes. Not right now, but right when the gyms are open. No, that's good. You, you seem to be in great shape to me. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Yeah. As do you. I think people are just more self-conscious because of lockdown. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have put on weight because I had to to weigh myself for the GP. But, you know, you can't be hard on yourself. It is what it is. And I think most people have. I think it's very impressive if you've managed to set up a new um, kind of habits for yourself in this. That's what I did. In these unprecedented times. I dealt with this these unprecedented times by <laughs> starting to jog and never really jogged before oh really yeah so now i jog every other day oh i thought you'd always been a runner no no oh. i'm a terrible runner i feel like you've got a runner's body because you're really tall and yeah that's long, what people think long limbed but, but no no i'm a very static man what, what does that mean i just stay still but you play football yeah still <laughs> Barely move on. Completely still. Yeah, I'm like a like a stylish kind of footballer. You just wait for it. If for the yeah, ball very little in. running. Okay. Make the ball do the work. <laughs> Makes sense. I like that. So have you have you enjoyed running? I have ever? asthma. What? You're you're so not made for running. No, exactly. So yeah. how have you found your new running journey? Uh, I don't like running. Me neither. So, so I'm bored. I, I don't understand how people can run for as long as... Like, I can run 10K is the most that I run now. That's decent. Yeah, but I... Some people are just doing 10Ks like, oh, yeah, just... just I had a lunch break, so I went for a 10K. I do not understand. It takes all of the effort I've got to get through a 10K. Yeah. And it's not enjoyable at all. No. There's no... And some people say that, oh, I get that runner's... What is it? Runner's buzz or something. Yeah that they're really wide awake for the rest of the day. Yeah. No. They're no. like, oh, I just lose myself in it. No, I, I don't it. understand it. I'm just trying to, to fill my day. Fair enough. Just trying to wind the clock down before the grave. 
<laughs> I feel exactly the same. I have had to do running because of the pandemic and I've never really enjoyed it. I've always thought it's just not really for me, but I've used other forms of exercise. Whereas this year it's felt that that's kind of the only one or the obvious one to do. And I've just never enjoyed it. I've done it knowing I have to exercise and I feel my my um, stamina in it increases so slowly that it's not motivating. Yeah, me motivating. too. Yeah. Because it takes so long to get better. Whereas I feel if I'm in the gym lifting weights, I can see improvement practically every week and that's that keeps me going. So... Yeah, I don't know how runners do it. Maybe there's just personality types, people who run and people who... I think don't. it's genetics as well. Yeah. Some people find it easier. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm always happy when I've done George it. George is disgusting. You've seen some of her times. How dare you? <laughs> um, I, do you know what? I used to have Strava and I found it a really toxic atmosphere <laughs> because ma- it was making me feel really insecure about my own yeah. exercise. And it sh- I didn't want to... It shouldn't be about comparing yourself, but it made me do it. Yeah. And I just thought, no, I, I can't be on here because it's too comparative where yeah she's insane she's so fit yeah crazy so fit. i found it helpful for um for like my friends keeping each other accountable and stuff okay yeah nice because we did a couple of uh like little like monthly challenges where we were like hey everyone has to jog this much that's really cool yeah uh so that helped that strava helped for that uh have you been doing like yoga and stuff no i've really struggled with home workouts I just don't like working out in the same space that I chill and do everything else I like physically going to the gym because it's a different space it's a motivating space it's around other people so if I was a if I was talking to you on hinge now yeah what what would be what would you describe as your your hobbies at the moment or like what do you do drinking wine Mm. (laughs) I'll set it up like ha 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 so what do you do what are you up to these days Oh, you know, drinking, drinking, <laughs> walking. Well, your wine is a, you know, it's a hobby. Your yeah, wine so drinking. I, obviously I enjoy drinking wine, but I also enjoy just consuming information about wine. So we were going to drink wine today, but you've turned up hungover, <laughs> too hungover to. <laughs> I've overdone it. I've overdone the wine, but we will, we will drink. Are wine. you drinking most days now? Oh yeah. A little glass. Oh yeah, I mean or more than a little glass. Yeah, it's very because I'm always on the wine Instagram. You know, I I look at it most days where you're surrounded by wine. It very much normalizes drinking wine every day because you see yeah. other people do it. Whereas a lot of people, that's not what they do. So I do need to check myself sometimes and like make sure I take days off where I don't drink because it's so easy to just have a glass every night and. Um, when you're excited about wine and exploring it, you want to keep trying new wines. Yeah. Um, and I live on my own, so it's not as if I'm sharing wine with someone. It's me trying to get through bottles so I can try the next one. Yeah, I was going to say that. I, I barely drink at all now, mm. like in the last two years, because you like I've always thought of myself as someone who will never say no to a, a drink. Yeah. But there's no one offering me a drink. Like in the last year or so. Right, but you'll never just get yourself a drink to chill. No, very rarely. If it's been a really tough day at work, I might say like, do you know what? And just have a beer. Yeah. But also... Do you like the taste of beer? Or is it more a social... Or the taste of any alcohol? Or is it more a social thing for you? It's more a social thing. Yeah. I have been a, a heavy drinker. 
okay. uh, in the in the past. Yeah. But it was always like a social thing. I think I drank uh, because I was shy. Right. Yeah. Because I didn't want to uh, talk to people, and uh, I just I I just liked having a drink in my hand. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've definitely been there as well. At, At university, I really yeah. binged to, to get confidence for sure mm. on nights out because it is a very overwhelmingly social atmosphere. Yeah, and it feels like you have to be some sort of personality type. So, and everyone's doing it around you, so it's very normalised. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Now because I enjoy drinking wine, it's like having something you enjoy to eat in the evening. It's you know what I mean. It's not mm. to get drunk. It's I genuinely enjoy the experience and the flavors and well scientists say don't they that you're supposed to have a glass every day there is some research on a small glass of red can help something to do with the heart i think i can't remember what it is is that i'm assuming that that is because obviously alcohol is not good for you no so i'd assume that that is because we're very stressed human beings so like a bit of de-stress, even if it's a little bit bad for you, is better than the de-stressing component yeah. is better for you than the alcohol is bad for you. I don't know if it's the stressing component or it's some sort of compound in grapes or something in the way that wine is made that is actually... How is wine made, Katie? <laughs> uh, wine is made by fermenting grapes. And with fermenting, meaning you cook them on a low heat? They can, yeah, On they a can, high heat? there can be heat, and, yeah, heat involved, and you you add yeast to the grapes, and the yeast um, turn the grape juice or the grape sugar into alcohol and carbon dioxide. Or those are the what's that okay. scientific word? Those are the wow, it's been way too long to, since I did science. But yeah, alcoholic fermentation is sugar to alcohol and CO two. Yeah. So with bubbles, you trap that CO2, and with still wine, the CO2 goes away. Yeah. Are you with me? I'm scratching what you're sniffing. <laughs> so are you going to bring out your own wine? Oh, my goodness, that would be the dream. That's, know, like, that's the next step, right? It's No, I don't see that as my path because, I mean, it depends what element. Actually, being a winemaker, you have to learn about the science of growing grapes and making wine. Whereas I'm definitely more on the latter side of, I'm interested in wine brands and then how you market a wine. Right. Um, so you're more of like the, you're more of like a, a top level executive at a wine. That would be cool. Rather than the owner. There's a lot of celebrities actually nowadays who bring out their own wines. Yeah. And well, they this can... is a, you're, you know, you're getting there with your followers. <laughs> Stop it. Well, Philip Schofield, he's got a wine. Graham Norton, he's got a range of wines. Kylie Minogue, Brad and Angelina. Still, together? Yeah, they, when they were together and happy, they brought out a rosé called Miraval, oh. which is actually really good. So who's running that now? Um, I mean, it's I don't know how much how involved they are because it's run by Yeah, they were probably never involved house. in the first place. That's the thing. You could literally just stick your name on a label and, yeah. and someone else do it all. Or you could actually decide on what the wine's going to taste like, what grapes you use, where it's where it's going to be made. Mm. Yeah, it's, in, it's, it's interesting. I would love to create a wine, knowing what I like, and creating a wine for my palate and then calling it after Yeah, me. why not? Now you've, you've got some time yeah. to figure it out. Hit me up, wine makers. <laughs> yeah, someone will be out there thinking that they're, you know, they're thinking of starting something, but they don't know how to market it. 
Yeah, to be fair. Well, um, so, okay, so you've 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 got your wine. Your wine is like a passion yes. point hobby. Yeah. What else have you? Are you like reading or something? I'm not a great. Are you going reader. for walks? Yes. In the park. My reading will be wine stuff. So at the moment, I'm doing a online course about the Rioja region in Spain. So that's Ooh. what that's what I'll be reading. Um, yes, I really enjoy walks. It's a bit harder now. The weather's not great. Super cold. Um, so cold. So cold. Wow. This like, week was crazy cold. Yeah, it's it's really bracing, and it's it's something that. It's hard for your body to enjoy being out in, no matter how wrapped up you are. Mm. That kind of iciness on your face—it just what makes you want to go back in again. But when the weather's nice, love a walk, love going out into around nature. like a park or something. Yeah, ideally as green as I can get, and not having to see any buildings. You do that. You do those uh, country walks with yes. Georgia and stuff. Don't I you? do like a country walk. Yes, I don't actually have walking boots, so I'm I'm no, limited to like three hours. Then my Air Max give up on me. Yeah, yeah. Not not great for the hiking, but yeah, not great really, in the mud either. Really no, but really enjoy that. London's not great for like greenery, is it? I guess there are the spots. We've got great parks, but yeah. we don't really have huge expanses or no, woodland. Not natural. Not like you and Wales. Not not like Wales. Are you are you near Snowdon? Right next door. I mean that's. That's a place to walk, isn't it? Yeah, that is tall. Have you been up? A couple of hundred times, yeah. <laughs> it's quite a big walk, though, isn't it? It's not... It takes a while. You don't yeah. do it, just... Oh, yeah, should we do snowing today? you got to, like, plan that, You would you? do it. I mean, eventually you do, because you run out of stuff to do. So... How long does it take? To get up would take... You could do it in two hours if you run. Run? Well, you yeah. know, speed walk. Yeah. Uh, but more likely to take like two and a half, three hours. Okay, yeah. And then two hours down. Or you can take the train. There's a train? Yeah, train goes right to the top. I did not know it's that. It's really expensive though. So I did not you're better know off that. just walking if, if you can stomach a, a long yeah. walk. Yeah. And some of the bits the you have to kind of, what's it called? A clamber? Boulder? Boulder? Bottom rocks. A little bit. Okay. you got to like put your leg up. And yeah. Really. Some of it's very steep. It's, it's not a walk in the park. <laughs> she's good <laughs> yeah we'll have to do that sometime yeah we'll when you come to home it. to meet the folks yeah I'd love that why do you think me and you have never uh... <laughs> Ben that is said in such a disturbing way that's um, how they would say it on a naked attraction would they no probably not um Thanks I guess what I'm, what I'm, Go on. a less creepy way of asking that is, uh, how do you recognize, because we met maybe like two, three years ago, mm. and obvious chemistry, <laughs> how do you, how do you differentiate friend chemistry, mm-hmm. which is what we have, I think, between how do you, how do you, because presumably when I come, when Benji comes along, you're excited, <laughs> but in like a friend way. So how do you differentiate like friend excitement from? Is this why you asked me on the podcast? Yeah, to get to the bottom. I think that's what the <laughs> folks want to know. <laughs> um, it's a good question, to be fair, because yeah, I think everyone probably has some friends that, yeah, there is that chemistry, like you said. Um, and we're meeting people a lot. 
you know, you're always meeting like, oh, this is my friend. Yeah. You're always like making new friends. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a really interesting question. But then I guess it's one of those things of if you've been friends with people for a while, why hasn't anything happened? Because there's plenty of people who you have dated or hmm. been out with. So, or maybe it just goes, it takes too long to happen and then it's just friend zone. Yeah, well, I guess the, yeah, I think if it takes, if it doesn't start happening immediately, then it, it says that, that it's not letting off relationship signals in your brain. Yeah. But how, I'm wondering how much of that is physical attraction and how much is, mm. how much is like some other kind of core indistinguishable mm. thing that isn't making your relationship heart flutter. Mm. Yes, it's, it's a complicated one. But then equally, um, <laughs> I, there's so many elements with dating and who you date. And I also some, sometimes think who you date is also someone made a move. Because I think there are so yeah. many circumstances where people do actually fancy each other, but no one tells the other one. And then no one's made a move. Who do you like think fancies each other in our friendship group? <laughs> I can't expose people here. There aren't that many singles left, to be fair. No. Did you want That's me to why say? we're here. <laughs> Did you want me to say you? Everyone else is locked indoors on Valentine's Day. Oh, no. No, no, I, th- I think... Um, I think it would be hard if, if I had those feelings. I think it would be hard to make a move on on a friend. I would probably wait for them to do it. It's difficult to cross that line. Yeah. Because how do you? How do you? This is going to sound really bad. Uh-oh. But I've I very rarely make a move. It's just kind of how yeah, you I... just like the pictures and wait at home. <laughs> but I no, as in with people in real life. Like, yeah. obviously on the app, you have to do something. But in real life, if I, I, will, I would rather someone makes a move on me because it kind of gives me a bit of security that they do really like me. Whereas I feel like if I've made the move, then there's a chance they're just going with it because someone's hit on them. But I would more likely make a move where if, it, if I thought it was casual. Oh, if it was okay. like, oh, I just, you know, fancy that person, want to have sex with them. Whereas with a relationship, it seems like more... More on the line. More on the line. Yeah. Back to the... You're scared of you're scared of losing, scared of potentially getting your heart broken. Yeah, because I guess if you see someone in a rela- relationship sense, then you must really like them and actually can imagine them in your life. So if you shoot your shot with someone like that, which you should because life's too short, but it also means that you're exposing yourself to someone who you think is right for you, rejecting you, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And that is difficult. And I feel like I've always been, I think I've always been scared of rejection, even, even though kind of when you break it down, I've always been kind of, when you break rejection down, it's like, who actually cares if, like, I really couldn't care less if, if I ask a girl out and she says no, really. But in my head, like, before that rejection happens, I'm like, oh, no, you know, couldn't face being rejected. Yeah. But also, I think I just have a, a very low expectation that I feel like I'm, I'm quite a niche I would be I would be a niche uh, love interest. Mm. I'd be like a person that a girl would come along and she'd be like, "Wow, I never thought that I would ever be attracted <laughs> to someone like Ben." But yeah. So I think I've got a my uh, I, I think odds are that they wouldn't be attracted to me, so I probably just wouldn't make the move. Yeah. So you you statistically think I'm probably not their cup of tea, or less. I'll be less. People's cup of tea than more, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, 
So I'll just assume that's the way it's going to go. Yeah, almost. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally get that mindset. I'm definitely very scared of rejection too. And I think it's, the thing is, it is a very pessimistic way to think. And ideally, no one should really think like that because there's no such thing as, you know, someone being a general type or everyone. And there are so lots unique. of people out there for us. We're yeah. just not. I also think there are a lot of people out there that aren't for us. And I think a lot of people get into relationships with people because they want to be in one and they, they're not necessarily who they would have chosen out of. Mm lots of people or a list of what they're looking for but they've fallen into something with someone who is there at the right time that they wanted and they wanted companionship because yeah. if you date really level-headed headedly and you go out on lots of dates you'll probably get on with a lot of people but there won't be many you actually want in your life like mm. to fully commit to it's you know if you've got enough friends and you don't need you're not just lonely you don't it would take a lot to really introduce someone into your life but i think a lot of people just run with the first person they meet. Is the difference between... Yeah, I think you're right. And I think lockdown kind of fished out some of those relationships, mm. separated the... Uh, before I ask my next question, do you want to see my new lamp? Yes, please. It's not It's not an innuendo for the people at home. Oh, that is a great lamp. It's not making the room lighter, but it's very cool. It's I'm supposed it, to make the room a little bit lighter. I'm going to explain it for the people at home. This is... A it, so it looks like a really thin bar lets out coloured light like a coloured neon ambiance neon's a bit inaccurate actually you know the kind of colours that come come out at the cinema around the edge oh, that's very jazzy I don't quite know how to work it yet but Steph knows all the settings where were we? <laughs> as uh, 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 oh yeah this is what I was going to ask people get with anyone is the difference between uh, like being excited about someone to hook up with them and being excited about someone to build a relationship with and and uh, something more stable? Definitely. Is the difference there between is that like a kind of a on paper checklist of what you want an an idea you have in your head of what you you want your life to look like? When judging if you want someone in your life. Yeah, like if if you're seeing if you're excited to hook up with someone, mm. what is missing from him being a like a future partner long term thing? Mm. Is it like a oh I always pictured that my husband would be tall or I always pictured that he would like fishing? I think you can. I don't know if you're a fisherm fisherwoman. <laughs> I think you can fancy a lot of people, but that is really. Do they say skin deep or is that the, is that the wrong? Or is I guess it, It's so, not yeah. skin deep. Whatever, whichever I'm trying to say is that you can fancy someone without actually having to want much involvement with them. Hmm. Not that they've got horrible personality, but you can fancy a lot of people physically and want to have sex with them. Um, but the thought of someone being in your life, I think everything about them comes into play from where they live, their background, what they're jobs not necessarily what their job is but is it a job that works around your job have you got the same motivations for the future do you want the same thing I mean there are plenty of people who just want to date and don't want a serious relationship and therefore physical attraction will be their main drive for dating Mm. um I think I don't think people judge each other physically as much as we think they do maybe it's just because the age we are now it's I think people are willing to I think I've started to judge people more on their looks. Really? Yeah, I've become more shallow, I think. 
How dare you? No. Why do you think that? I think before I was very much like, oh, you know, if the right person comes, you know, it'll be the personality that stands out. Mm. And I don't I'm not, I'm not sure whether that was ever true, but now on the apps, I feel like before on the apps, when I started going on the apps, I felt like I was looking for someone to say a funny joke or like show a bit of their personality. Whereas now I find myself primarily looking at the photos. Mm. Why do you think that? Do you think you've, the, the way you were looking at people before wasn't working, so you're changing it up or you think you deserve more? Like what do you think? <laughs> I deserve, a, yeah, I think I deserve the They've world. been punching this whole time and now it's time. <laughs> no, I, I think, um, I, th- I think being attracted to someone is really important mm. now. And I feel like I, I feel like I'm attracted to quite few people. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I, yeah, I just said it the first time. I'm not. I'm very. I'm attracted to very few people. Do you have a type? No, not really. Like physically, no. So it's more vibe. Yeah, like vibe. I was saying to Steph the other day. I think I like a, a warm, like warm looking. <laughs> Warm in what sense? Like warm personality, like okay, uh, accepting, yeah, like big smile. Mm. I like a big smile. That made me laugh. You say there you it like is. I was testing my That's smile. That's a big for you. smile. <laughs> you smile. Yeah, like a like a someone who looks very embracing. Okay, is that a yeah? That's a word. Yeah. Embracing, but really, you know, that can come in in all shapes and sizes and different packages. So you don't have like. Okay, yeah. I don't have preference on, like, I have a height limit. Right, you like a small... Yeah. How tall are you? 6'2". 6'2". Oi, oi. That was a lie. I'm 6'1 and a half. I'm not 6'2". So you like someone shorter than you? I mean, not hard, really. Yeah, but quite a lot. I I think 5'8 would be... Your limit? Yeah. Well, not limit. I mean, obviously, there are, you know... You bend the rules for certain, you know, if something is really exciting about them. For sure. But I'll be marking down if they're 5'9". <laughs> Definitely. And I think if they're over six foot, you know, no offense to the six foot women out there because, you know, the, lots of guys love that. Yeah. I was reading that the Shah of Iran only dated women that was, were over six foot. Wow. Because he wanted a tall son. So. Really? Yeah. There's always... Interesting. People. I mean, Dating he, for genetics. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't, I would feel, I don't know if I did, when I feel like my manhood is threatened or something, mm. I would feel like not a, I like feeling like a big man. Mm. Like it's the reason why I drink rum, as I was telling you earlier. <laughs> I like, a, you know, uh, kind of... Uh, yeah. yeah, I can relate to that, but from the other side, I definitely like feeling... Dainty. Yeah, that kind of, yeah. Dainty is probably the wrong word, but yeah, I do like the kind of traditional gender things of like the man's a bit bigger and stronger, (laughs) (laughs) which is so old fashioned to say, because what is gender anymore? It's all so fluid and what is masculine and feminine. But yeah, I am quite old. Yeah, I mean, I don't get like I have lots of feminine traits, probably. I sit very effeminately. He says there with his legs crossed. I always have my legs crossed. I don't yeah. know if you've noticed that about me. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I always have First my... thing I notice, actually. Yeah. I have lots of 
effeminate traits. And I have, to some extent, I'm um, uh, like, I groom myself with, I have lots of like products and Do stuff. Do you? Uh, yeah, I have a full bag full of products. Nice. I didn't quite realize like how many I had until I packed to yeah. come here. Yeah. What's your favorite? What could you not live without? Uh, I do a lot of, um, well, I have beard oil. Now. Beard oil, I was going to say that. Yeah. I also have a beard shampoo and conditioner. No, what? Can you not use the same as what you do use on your head? Mm, not quite. Something. There's of, a specific beard shampoo. Yeah, because it's something like the, the you, you kind of can, you know, for like, you know, you're not going to die. But, <laughs> but you, uh, something about you can use on your head stuff that's a bit tougher and when it's on your face you need something a bit, a bit nicer to your face yeah i'm with you a bit more oil oily maybe yeah well your beard looks in good condition thank you i had to cut it for my job the routine's working it was very big when i saw you in the summer i don't remember it being out of control it was actually i think maybe i trimmed it yeah because i knew i was going to be seeing you trimmed it for the for the ladies yeah for the special occasion <laughs> but no, yeah, so I do, have, so I'm not like a, uh, you know, a woman has to be a woman and a man's role mm. is to da 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 No. But I feel like somewhere in me, subconsciously, I'm, I aspire to that kind of. Yeah. But uh, I, was, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, because my type in terms of personality for a girl is someone who's not, like, you know how you, I'm not, I'm not thinking of anyone in particular, just so, you know, no one should be offended by this. But you know, like some girls are really loud, mm-hmm. or like um, I don't know what the word is, like not aggressive, but like like assertive and yeah, opinionated. Fine, you know, talks a lot. Fine, but there's like a certain brand that's like very loud and boisterous and in your face. I do, I don't like that as for a partner. I can still be friends with those people. Mm. You like a softer approach. Yeah, just a warm, embracing, quiet, speaks when she's spoken to. <laughs> no. And only then. No, I did, I did I, you know, uh, a big talker and an opinionated lady is fine by me. <laughs> but also the opposite Backtrack. is fine as well. <laughs> Everyone is fine. Be yourself. Everyone's good, man. Yeah, you do you. Yeah. I feel like the, the person we need to learn to love during these times is ourselves. Preach. Do you watch uh, RuPaul's Drag Race? That's who... No. <laughs> Why is that funny? Because <laughs> my friend was texting me this morning, about, like my very old-fashioned Welsh friend, was texting me like, have you seen this f***ing <laughs> What's he offended by it? I don't know if he's offended, but he's... Yeah. <laughs> he hates it. So RuPaul's... Um, I don't really know what it is, but... I've seen... You know drag, as in... I know the concept the art of drag. Form, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a competition to find the best. It's an art form, is it? Yeah. Because I wouldn't know a good, maybe that's why the show doesn't hit for me, I wouldn't know a good drag queen from a bad drag queen. If you watched RuPaul, you would you would judge it. You'd be like, well, they're rubbish. You, you actually would, even without seeing drag. Yeah, I guess if you've never, have you ever been to a drag show or seen live drag? Yeah, I've seen, yeah here and there. Yeah. Well, I guess, um, so yeah, it's the best and the best of, in the country so there's one in the UK at the moment and there's one there's a US version mm. as well but RuPaul's tagline is if you can't love yourself how the hell are you going to love somebody else mm. which is how she finishes the show with every show she says that at the end so, say it again I ca- if you can't love 
if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? How are you going to love someone else? Was it anyone else? But yeah, the contract there. It's like yeah. the, the Neo song, right? Which one? I guess not. The, he had the song, I will love you until you learn to love yourself. And I will love you until you learn to love yourself. Let me love you. Yes. Yes, I'm glad we got a bit of song from you. Because um, Neo was on The Masked Singer last night. Yeah. What a shocker that was. I called it. Did you? Yeah. I figured out weeks ago. No way. And Steph figured out Joss Stone's. I, I didn't get Joss Stone at all. I saw that on online. I saw she'd been exposed. But yeah, I think that she was the biggest shock. I was stunned. Yeah. Me and Steph were Googling like, every female artist we could think of and looking up their height. Who did you think it was? I thought it was Leona Lewis. Uh, okay. Amazing voice. Yeah, a really good voice. Incredible. Yeah, I was so shocked by Nick because I like to think of myself as a Neo fan. But he went for a really good disguise, that kind of biker thing. Yeah. I couldn't hear it at all until it just clicked. When he did, when he sung with his mask off at the end, he didn't sound like his usual self because he usually sings that R&B, really soft Well, yeah, he didn't vocals. sing any R&B songs. No, whereas he? he was doing a really loud, rocky style, which makes his voice sound totally different. Yeah. yeah. So it's very hard He's to really hear the, good at that style, the Neo we know, mm. we know and love. I can't remember what it, there was a turning point to me. Oh, it was when someone said that they thought it was Jamiroquai. Mm. I was like... It's not Jamiroquai, but could it be like someone in that world, like someone a bit more R&B, pop-ish? Because mm. I was thinking, my nephew thought it was Frank Skinner. <laughs> I was like, what? First of all, how do you even know who Frank Skinner is? I was going to say, isn't he quite young? <laughs> also a terrible guess. <laughs> Wait, am I thinking of Frank Skinner is the the guy from Badil and Skinner? Yeah, the comedian. What? How does he know him? Taskmaster, maybe, something like that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Dave program. Uh, yeah, exactly. What were we talking about? <laughs> if you love, love yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn to love, to love yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preach. Yeah. Do you love yourself at the Self moment? Self-love. Yeah, I love myself. Yeah. You're yeah. happy. Yeah, I'm happy. Good. It's a journey, but you've caught me on, at a good at a good time. At a good hour. Because I'm with you. Ah, I'm. I'm very happy to see you again. Good. Missed you a lot. Yeah, I miss you too. <laughs> The, uh, when do you think the lockdown restrictions will be lifted? I don't watch the news or follow no, any of that stuff. I was I hoping used... you knew. Yeah, no, I, I don't. It's just constant bad news, so I don't really like looking at it. Um, a, a lot of people are throwing around Easter to me. They're saying they think we'll be locked down until Easter. So kind of end of Like March. this until Easter? Yeah. Christ. And that everyone thinks they'll do that gradual reintroduction, so school's back first and then gyms or whatever order they do it in but there doesn't seem to be any official guidelines it's just what people are guessing but they think it definitely at least easter i want to get the gang back together oh no i'd love that for a drink or something yeah it would be nice wonder how everyone's doing the last time i saw everyone was for your birthday i know i was so lucky literally those two weeks pretty much were all the only time that we could have done something yeah all together that big and you're lucky you've got such a lovely friends that organised that for you. They did a lot of organise. Not me, obviously. Uh, obviously. <laughs> but no, your, I know. your pals I did a lot of organising. Absolutely overwhelmed. I don't know what I've done to deserve deserve them all, really. I worry about uh, 
Georgia in the in like the parties and stuff that she organizes. Why? Because she, I'm I'm never I'm always conscious of like I hope George is actually having a good time rather than she's cleaning like eight plates at once. <laughs> so I'm putting the banners up. Yeah, she she works so hard and she wants everything to go so well. Yeah. She cares so much. Which is every now and so again, lovely. I go I go up to her. I'm like, Georgia, I can I can do that or something if you want. And then she she Not like the says way like, you do it. Yeah, can you do it in like a <laughs> Romanian 1980s kind of way? I'm like, uh, I think you should do it. Well, second thoughts. You did the napkins, didn't you? I did do the napkins. Yeah, yeah. you found. Well, your me niche. and me and Sam did the napkins. Yeah, you found your niche. Yeah, love Good. that. Teamwork makes the dream work, which is my favorite saying ever. Yeah. It's just that at the moment we're doing our teamwork solo. Yeah, virtually. But we'll get our team back together. We will get the team back together. Do you want to tell the folks, because we didn't really talk about your wine thing very much. Like, how do where, where do you do these? How can people join these wine things? And what's the process? So once a week on Wednesday, GMT, we do either 7.30 or 8, we do... Um, an hour-ish, and it's a wine club on Zoom. Mm. But we've all met each other via Instagram, but you could join from anywhere. Um, and yeah, we log in, and there's a theme every week. Sometimes it can be a theme like, so this week we did um, Valentine's Day wine. We've done, when it was around Christmas, we did... And that's like a more love-flavoured... Love-flavoured wine. Well, it's something you would associate, a specific wine you'd more associate rosemary. with rosemary drink, drinking... Rosemary with drink. Well, you were right with the first half. So rosé is very Valentine's Day because it's like pink. Yeah, especially uh, rosé's bubbles. So pink sparkling wine. Is pink? I would have thought just red wine aesthetically would be. So I actually chose a red wine for my Valentine's wine. I got Mm. like a sultry, full-bodied red wine Mm. because I think that's a kind of plump, sexy, yeah, wine to drink velvety voluptuous wine Mm. um but a lot of people i guess it depends how you see valentine's day so you could see it as a sort of celebration and pink bubbles are quite flirty and fun aren't they yeah if you if you look in the supermarkets right now all of the pink sparkling wine is on offer because they know everyone wants it for valentine's day why did they put it on offer yeah they should actually put the prices up yeah um, but yeah, some people went for white, so it was just people different preferences. But then we do other themes. So we did one week, which was South African wine. Um, so it can be a region, it can be a grape. We also did. So there are a couple of sommeliers on on our in our club who would be working as a sommelier, but obviously because of lockdown, they're furloughed. Mm. And um, one week, a couple of them kind of ran the session for us and we did wine pairings with spaghetti bolognese so we tried we tried to kind of they're trying to cook with keep, wine uh wine pairings so what wine you would drink with specific food because that's oh, okay. that's quite a big part of wine is what you should drink it with yeah what you should eat with while drinking it okay um and there are lots of rules around what food and wine should be paired together i mean it comes down to personal preference as well but um yeah, they suggested four wines that would go with spaghetti bolognese, and we, yeah, we all cooked it and tried it. It was a really interesting. So, question. is it your if if you're running the thing, you mm. pick the wine and you send out a sample of the wine to everyone? We have done that once, but actually, we oh, just I thought say, that's what you do every time. No, we've done that once um, when we were doing a tasting, but we usually so for this week it was join the call at seven thirty or eight and bring bring you, the bottle. You of tell wine. them which bottle to bring. No, we'll, we'll give the theme. 
Ah, okay. So we've these, got to do the these workout. Are all, these are all people who are interested in wine. Yeah. So they want to show off what wine they came up with. This okay. isn't for people who are... I mean, people could come who aren't interested and listen, but we, yeah, we, we all want to kind of choose ourselves, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. But then there are, are some weeks where we're doing tastings as well. Um, we might do a tasting soon with a wine supplier and try three of their wines. So yeah, we've got some exciting collaborations coming up. Me and Steph are keen on, on joining one. Yeah? Yeah, we were keen on joining the Friday one, but we just couldn't quite get, get our affairs in order in time. Yeah, so much going on these days. Yeah. <laughs> but we're keen to join whichever the next one is that's appropriate for us to join. Okay, good idea. Maybe you could join Chilean Week and I'll tell you what wine to get from the supermarket. Yeah. Do you think you're more red or white guys? I'm more red. red. Yeah, yeah. I, imagine that. I think Steph is more red as well. Okay. We yeah. had a rosé on Friday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did he choose that? Yes. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? It was okay. <laughs> it all just tastes the same to me. Does it? No, that's not true. But I think rosé tastes all the same to me. Yeah. Have you ever really enjoyed a wine? Probably. There was one or two that <laughs> I can't remember. But usually you just kind of knock it back. Just yeah, just someone puts it in front of me. And it... No, I'm not an animal. <laughs> I, I still do the same steps. That, you know, you swill it. Yeah. And you sniff it. it. Hello. You Someone's been revising. Pour it in the back of your mouth. like. <laughs> yeah. Swill it around a little bit. Yeah. And then... <laughs> that was the swallowing. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that was a really good impression. And then you tell people what you think about it. Yeah. And which ingredients you could taste. A lot of wine tasting and saying what you can smell and what you're getting from it is just practice. Hmm. It's not some natural talent. Because a lot of people who aren't used to smelling wine and tasting wine just say, oh, I can't get, I can't get anything out of this. It just smells like wine. Whereas the more you do it, and if people say, oh, I'm getting this, I'm getting lemon, it will help you then smell it. And then it's like in the future, you're more likely to pick it up, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it, it, you can literally learn how to do it. But if I join one of these Zoom calls and, I, and you, you, you're like picking people out in the classroom and you yeah. say like, Ben, you tell me what you, yeah. you could smell. You might shit yourself then. But if I say like, oh, I can taste orange or something and there's yeah. no orange in it are you gonna like call me out for the whole you're gonna Absolutely be like no just <laughs> <laughs> expose you cancel you from the call um no i would never me and steph were practicing with that. the rosé were you and, i love that and i just couldn't get anyone how is steph at getting things well he's reading the label so he's, <laughs> he's, he's cheating he was pretty good Oh, I love that you guys are living together. What a cute it's couple. It's a good pairing, right? Really good pairing. Yeah, I think it works. Good vibes. Haven't had an argument yet. Yeah, he's a good housemate. I think so. We're both very laid back characters. Yeah. Have you decided, like, roles? Like, who's oh, going to clean? Is. Speak of the devil. Who's going to clean? No, I think... Well, he, he cleans quite a lot. Yeah, I can imagine he's a clean guy. Yeah, he's a very, you know, tidy. Yeah. But, you know, I try and chip in wherever I can. Yeah. It's just that a lot of the time I'm I'm asleep when he's doing it. So I wake up and he's like, oh, I cleaned everything. You're like, oh, I was just about to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I look for ways that where I can demonstrate my worth. Like? Um, what have I done recently? I put that shoe cupboard together. Nice. Okay, so you're like the handyman. In yeah, your house. sourced it. 
Um, did I, I ordered a table for us that hasn't arrived yet. Where did you get it from? Like wish.com or something. Wish? Was it wish.com? Oh, it was something like that. Do you know what wish.com is? Yeah, yeah, I've never used it, but it, it does really funny targeted ads. Yeah. Especially to Jess. She gets really funny ones. I bet she does, because Jess is the kind of person that would Google <laughs> weird stuff as well. I didn't know they did tables. I thought it was all really weird items. Yeah, we found some table. Or, yeah, we found some table that like folds out and stuff. Okay. Because we it's, it's it's quite a small space here, so we, we've got to find like compact yeah. stuff. You know, it's all about getting the measuring tape out and yeah, more Being important, creative. Yeah, getting our noggin out. Yeah, more importantly. Amen. Yeah, so that's going well. <laughs> so still very far away from you, though, aren't I? Yeah. Like Stratford is quite far. It's like an hour, is it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, give or take. Well, you can still invite me around. Yeah, I will. And yeah, if I'm if I've got the energy to go an hour, apparently it's an hour. It's just one straight bus. There's a bus all the way to Stratford. Is that what Steph was telling? I think yes. I think me and Steph googled it. Okay. Because he was telling me about your place. He said Stalker. that he got an invite there, which is fine. Yeah, he's been. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, we looked it up, and there's just one bus the whole way through. Oh, nice. So that feels like it will take longer than an hour. By the phone. I think, yeah, 60 minutes, I think he said. Really? Because I feel like it's an hour to drive, but that's without stopping, whereas a bus does loads of stopping. Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe I just put it in to Stratford. Yeah, because I guess you don't know. Yeah, I don't know where you're from. Where I live. It's not saying a bus. Oh. You can do, like, bus, then train, or bus, then tube. But, yeah, 69 is the... Maybe I was thinking of something different. Okay, I'll take the train, then. Yeah, train. Yeah, because Uber's 63, so it is an hour drive. I feel like it might be a bit less than that. Well, I can drive, can I? In this quite... Yeah. Do I have to go through the congestion zone? Yeah, I think you'd have to be careful with where you drive. I don't know where it is. I don't don't drive in London anymore, but um, yeah, you'd have to look out for that. This is good conversation for the people at home. (laughs) And then you take a left. No, no, the kid, uh, it's, we've done it over an hour, so that's it. Cool. Yeah. Finished? Do you want, well, we have to do it in outro. Yeah, yeah, we have to say goodbye and stuff, and also remind the folks what your Instagram handle is. Because okay. that's what you're doing all your business, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Your Instagram handle is? My Instagram handle is? End at... of the wine. <laughs> End of the wine. End all of the one wine. Yeah. One world, one word. And you can look out for her... What are they, on Zoom? Zoom on Zoom, co- yeah. Zoom is where that we host the wine club. But yeah, Zoom follow parties. me on Instagram for wine tips and tricks. Yeah. You like wine. You've been thinking, oh, well, why don't I just learn a little more about it, test out my knowledge, test out my skills. Mm. Wednesdays, 7.30. Wednesdays? Yeah, Wednesdays. 7.30 slash 8. Join the club. Join. Come on, come on. <laughs> Except there's limited availability. So <laughs> not come on, come on. Some of you. Uh, And that's it. So we'll see you on Wednesdays at 7.30 slash 8. But other than that, goodbye. Bye. I remember you did that in uh, Bye last time. Did I? (laughs) I'm all alone.
every night How I moan and how I fight Those big city blues I walk for miles, place to place But no one smiles to help me chase Those big city blues